What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Dew Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry on a snowy Monday in the state of Kentucky. Uh, Derek, we've already recorded one episode today, a basketball episode, but now we're going to dive into the football side of this. Yeah, a little double dip. This is the um, crossover time of year, and it's even longer than normal because typically this would have been, you know, two days ago or three days ago. No, two days ago, sorry. They would have played Louisville and the season would be, you know, you'd be waiting on bowl destinations, things like, or not, well, not yet because that would happen next week. But basically we would be kind of reviewing the season. And as it is this year, they still get to play one more game. And it's kind of a big one, Sean, against South Carolina, a team that's only won, I think, what, two games this year, something like that. And, uh, I wouldn't underestimate the good feeling that can come from ending the season on a high note with a win. Yeah, they. this is a program, this is a team that they, they need something good to happen to them, Derek. And honestly, I, I know a win versus South Carolina is not something that you kind of hang your hat on as a program that you're still in the same spot or moving forward. But for everything that they've gone through, this has been a rough year. It's been a rough year mentally more than it has physically on a lot of these guys. And – Mark Stoops talked about today. I wasn't on the presser, but you filled me in on some things too, and I saw some some tweets and things that, you know, he's had to be there mentally for his guys more so this year than he has in any year in the past. And I think that every coach, not even coach, let's go boss, any kind of occupation that you have, any job you have, it's been a weird year. Like, I mean, you've had to be there for somebody. Somebody's had to be there for you. And, uh, I just feel like that this is a team that kind of needs a win. I think they need some time off, too. I think they need some time away from the football field, uh, which makes us wonder that regardless of what happens Saturday night, will this team play in a bowl game, Derek? Yeah, that was, from what I can tell from media coverage today, following, and I I didn't write about it. My coworker, Chris Fisher, did. Uh, I took some other topics, which we'll talk about later. But I'm not sure it is a cut-and-dry thing. I've seen some different opinions on it. I ultimately think that they will accept the bull bid if if they get offered one, but I don't think it's a crazy thing to figure it out if they don't, though. And Kyle Tucker phrased it in a way that I thought was well said on his Twitter page, and let me read that to you real quick. He said, few programs have ever experienced what Kentucky has this season. Linebacker Chris Oates confined to a wheelchair after a medical emergency. The heart and soul of the program, John Schlarman, dying halfway through, and then a major COVID outbreak, which they're going through now. He says if they're mentally done, that's okay. And that, that kind of sums up my thoughts. Um, and I've seen some people saying, well, it, it would be like you're quitting on the season. It wouldn't be like you're quitting on the season. With the record that they had this year, you normally wouldn't even have gotten into a bowl game anyway. And two, those guys grinded through a 10-game SEC-only season during a pandemic. I mean, there's no quitting on there. I mean, a bowl game, you can maybe view it as a reward. 
But I, I agree with that. At this, at, for all that they've gone through, this is not a normal year. I don't think you can treat it like a normal no. decision. Like a, it's not a deal where Kentucky feels like it's too good to go to a bowl game. I mean, it's just circumstances that are, are tough. And I don't even know how the how the bowl practices would be affected if it would even be well, as useful this year as it has in other years. Because I don't know if they'll be able to do all the same things. They need five guys out for COVID. You know what I mean? So it's not as cut and dry, I think, as some want to make it. No, and that's actually what I was going to say is if if you get the practices the way that they typically would be in a normal year or you can at least get something in and get something out of it, then I think it's 110% worth it, especially mm-hmm. considering they have positions that they have to develop that are vital. Uh, I think, too, if they decide to do it, I think that uh, Adam Luckett actually put it out there earlier that expect a lot, some guys to opt out if they decide to play in oh, a bowl yeah. game. I think that's just a given especially some guys that have some, you know, NFL futures, maybe even some guys that are kind of just ready just to move on. Derek, it's it's been a it's been a hard year. Nobody should be criticized for any decision whether they decide not to play in a bowl game or not. We don't know the we don't know the mental thing inside that locker room right now. We don't know what it's like to be in that locker room and what it's been like to be on that team this year with everything they've gone through. It might be one of those decisions where they kind of just decide to come together and make it as one and say, "You know what? We're we're over it. Let's just let's call it what it is." Let's get ready and hope that next year is normal. Because, uh, I mean, there's no guarantee that it will be. But every team is going to have a decision to make. And if Kentucky decides not to play in a bowl, they certainly won't be the only team that decides not to. Yeah, and Stu just pointed it out today. Not a single guy opted out this season. No one did. Every yeah. every guy on that team decided to play. And that was a rarity across the country where you saw. And I, I don't have anything. I think it was fine if guys wanted to opt out this year. Perfectly logical to do that. But, uh, you know, that, that's a, that's something I guess people are going to beat to death until the decision is made. And what I thought was one of the most interesting comments of the day uh, was from Mark Stoops re- regarding the offense. And uh, he didn't explicitly say anything about Eddie Graham, but, Sean, you have the audio pulled up. Why don't you go ahead and play that for us? Okay, this is Mark Stoops from uh, Monday's press conference. Need to get better. There, there's, there's no denying that. Um, some of the – some of the football that we put out there is unacceptable, and that, that's my job as the head coach to look at that and address it and improve. Um, I don't want to get into specifics. There's no time for pointing fingers and, and doing all that right now, um, but I have to continue to move the program forward. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that I have to keep continue to look at all, all things and improve and get better, and uh, I will certainly do that uh, after this week. That, I thought that was very interesting, Sean. And it kind of is building off of what he talked about Saturday as well, where you had the tweet, I know it got a lot of attention, just the reaction that he had after the Florida game when he was asked about the offense. And then, so he's had a few days now to settle down somewhat, if you want to say that. But the words that he has used once already this season, and I want to bring it back up again, this these lines right here, but I have to continue to move the program forward. He said that also with Bo Allen throwing the ball against Vanderbilt. Twice now he's used that. And I'll be totally honest with you, reading it, listening to it, I don't know how you interpret that any other way than changes are going to be made. And I'm not saying it's Eddie Grant. I'm not, I don't know who it's going to be. But I'll read that, and it at least gives me – I don't want to say confidence. I mean, it, it tells me something's changing basically Something, pretty yeah. soon, it sounds like, after this week. Something's already in the works. It's probably already mm-hmm. been discussed. And honestly, Derek, it wouldn't surprise me if it's already been decided and that it, they've yeah. already kind of established it. And it's one of those things where, if if it is a head, if it's a coach that's getting 
you know, it's moving on or bringing somebody else in or something along those lines. You don't do that right now. You let them, you finish the season out here. Uh, the whole, there's no doubt in my mind, I have to continue to look at all things and improve and get better. I will certainly do that after this week. So yeah. I would expect some news, Derek. And that's another thing, too, that might complicate the whole bowl setup. And if you go to yeah. a bowl game or not, is exactly, let's say that, let's just, let's just throw this out there. Grant and Henshaw came in together. They were together in past places. I kind of think that honestly, it almost might be a thing where if one's if one's gone, you might lose both. Uh, who's over the offense in a bowl game if it comes down to it? Like I don't know. You get what I'm saying. Like if you're deciding to make a move, yeah. I don't think you're going to try to make that hire in January. I think you're going to try to get your guy if they decide to hire a coach, whether that be wide receiver if they lose someone or something like that. You kind of want to have your guy before some guys go elsewhere. So I think that's why that you could it could complicate things. Plus, then, though, what you run into is after this week, signing day's right around the corner. So you kind of don't want to get too messy right now. Yeah, that's a great point you make about, the, I mean, both signing day and the bowl practices. I mean, if he comes out right away, uh, I mean, I'm thinking the last time, obviously, when Shannon Dawson was fired, they weren't going to bowl game. Uh, it happened pretty soon after the season was over. Neil Brown, same deal. Uh, they lost that game to Louisville in 2014, and it came out that same day, probably an hour if that after they lost to Louisville, that he was going to be going to Troy. So these things are typically, you know, I don't think Stoops is going into Saturday's game saying, Eddie, you've got to hit, hit a certain benchmark in order to you know, keep your job. I think he's decided one way or the other, basically, at this point, yeah. if he's going to keep them or if he's not. So. Yeah. Even if the offense puts up 100 points, I don't think it would change if you've decided that that's what you're going to do. Because here's the thing, Derek. If they go out and they put up 400, 500 yards of offense, they were who they were for nine games. Yes. Like it's it's not – if you had seen that now for the last three or four weeks, a little bit different. But they've been miserable to watch on that side of the ball pretty much the entire year. It, it feels like it's time. And I think the comments – uh, from Mark, or, or at least pretty indicative that something is going to happen. And I will say, and I mean, maybe it's not my place to say this. I don't really know. I mean, I, it, it's reading. And just some of the things that he said last week, it, I, he's, he's going to talk to us tomorrow. It might be a <laughs> might be an interesting press conference tomorrow whenever he's out there talking. But it, it well, feels to me like there's going to be some movement uh, in terms of the coordinator spot. And now, too, uh the reaction from Stoops, she talked about it in the tweet that I put up. I pulled the video from the post game after Florida when uh, Larry Vaught asked Mark about his offense, and you you could see it. He was biting that lip and doing that whole thing he yeah. does when he when he's kind of upset, and well, not really kind of upset when he's pissed because that's the face he makes. And uh, you could tell that he he didn't want to say, but he he definitely. And two, I'll say this: it didn't sound like a guy that has his hands in the offense, Derek, because I think he would have, honestly, I think he would have defended himself a little more if it, if he would have been doing some things offensively. I don't think he would have put it all, you know, on something else. But he certainly said, you know, it's, it's not good enough. That's not winning football. It's not been winning football. And I, I think I that know. to a point, he had to reach a point, too, where he had to change it. He had to want to change it. Uh, is this Stoops going away from kind of some of that conservativeness? I, I don't know. He certainly wasn't conservative against Florida Saturday, the way that they approached that first half and stuff. So uh, maybe, 
just maybe we might see it change. I, I'm interested in seeing what they do Saturday versus South Carolina. Do they do some things different and some things like that? How does the quarterback snaps play out? Because I do think this is a game, honestly, Derek, where I, I want to see Bo Allen play some football Saturday. I really do. Regardless, it, it's senior day for Terry and a lot of guys, but I, I want to see Bo Allen get some snaps. Yeah, and that's another thing about a bowl. If they do go that route um, and they decide to play in a bowl, I feel like Saturday is it for Terry regardless. I don't think he would – I don't. I mean, he might want to play in a bowl, but I think Kentucky would – and, again, as I start to say this, we just talked about potential coaching changes. I don't know the timing of all that. This is a weird year. It's not going to be normal. For, for discussion's sake, let's say they decided to tell Terry, hey, thank you for getting us through this season. We appreciate your dedication. For these for this last month, we need to see what we have for the future and give – give Joey Gatewood and give Bo Allen that bowl game and give them something to go forward. And you might have other guys just choose not to play. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. There's, that's still too undecided at this point. But speaking of Terry, that does lead me into another thing I wanted to talk about. And I thought Mark had a really good answer today. Um, he was asked what, what he thought Terry's legacy should be. Cause of course, <sighs> I'm not going to read the whole quote, but more or less it was that he gave everything that he had to Kentucky and he knows that there was frustrations at times at that position. He had a lot of eyes on him, didn't always play as well as he wanted to. But I still think, Sean, history is going to be kind to Terry Wilson. Yeah. Um, he first quarterback since the 1970s, since Derek Ramsey, to win games at Florida, at Tennessee. You can debate all you want. Um, he's going to leave. He's going to leave UK. Basically, the Florida win being his most impressive game that he yeah. played to help win. There was a lot of you can point out the record. There were a lot of games that they he was just kind of a part of it. He wasn't necessarily a big reason why they won. He was against Florida. Uh, and, I th- and I think even to a certain extent, Tennessee. I know the defense played great, got him a lead. Uh, but he played well at Tennessee this year. Well, he did what they asked of him, and he helped them win. And I think that's going to be his ultimate legacy probably more than anything is that he was the quarterback of the best team in 40 years at Kentucky. Well, and, that, and then um... – the drive at Missouri two years ago. Yeah. He made some really good throws on that drive as well. I remember a couple to David Bouvier, and then clearly the pass to C.J. Conrad. He he had his moments, Derek, but I think the craziest thing is that this shows me how fast time flies. Uh, Terry was on a visit right after he committed to Kentucky. Uh, he was at the Kentucky-Virginia Tech football, uh, basketball game at Rupp Arena, I think December The quad A green uh, wearing sunglasses yes. game, right? And his, and then it's it, and in the blink of an eye, like it's it's over with. Uh, I mean, it, it. So honestly, I mean, it's, I'm getting old, is what I've realized. I'm really getting old. I, uh, I actually talked to Nick Roush about that today. Uh, I was telling him I remember going to Lafayette High School and watching Landon Young, uh, Walker Wood, and Jedrick Wills, all those guys when they were in high school when I was in college, going and covering that, taking some photos, and covering that signing day when all those guys signed that 2016 class, and now. This is it for him at Kroger Field on Saturday. Yeah, it makes you me know, wonder about a guy like John Clay, who's covered this for thirty years. Just all the amount of people he's but, seen come and go. I've only done it for six years, and it's like hard to believe how quickly some of the stuff's gone by. There was something that John tweeted the other day. It was during the Florida game. Somebody was talking about something. I, I can't remember who it was, and he actually corrected someone. He's like, "No, it was it was this too." You, I remember this game, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "John, John's a lot of fun to talk to. John has seen a lot of Kentucky moments." Yep. Over the years, uh, John has his own podcast too, the John Clay podcast. Uh, give, I've, I've gave it a listen a couple of times too. I always enjoy talking to John. But uh, Derek, 
we'll be in the press box Saturday night at Kroger Field. It's a 7.30 kick. It's going to be cold. Uh, very cold. <laughs> very, very cold. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't know the forecast. I know I've been following it. Get it for you. Oh, it's showing some everything. rain now. Rain and snow yeah. mix. Oh, that's going to be football <laughs> weather out there. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it's just Monday, so it's got some time to change. But the high is actually up to 42. But, I mean, by the time that that game rolls around at 730, it's going to be a, a solid 30-degree-ish type. And kick. we should say that, you know, Chris Rodriguez will be back, the guys that were out due to contact tracing and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Reed. Two, Justin Reed. Brendan Bates was actually back this past week. Uh, at Florida, I think he was available. Did he play? I can't he remember. Did. Yeah, he played. Okay. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember snap counts for everyone. But it's certainly the final regular season game. It's the only guaranteed game that we have left to cover on the Kentucky football season. This podcast actually kicked off due to Kentucky football. One of our very, I think our first episode, wasn't it, previewing the schedule when it came yeah. out that night in, in August. So football's kind of pushed us to this point. Now we're moving towards ba- in, in the basketball season, but uh, we'll be there Saturday night to cover all that. Derek, is there anything more that you want to add from the uh, football side of things? Uh, I mean, we hit on it just a second ago. I guess with these seniors, probably not the most decorated senior class. Like, I feel like you know Josh Edwards, Mike Edwards, or <laughs> Josh Edwards, uh, co-worker, <laughs> giving him a shout-out. Josh Allen and Mike Edwards. Uh, that class, I, I guess, in terms of what they meant to the fan base, certainly probably – and you kind of throw Benny in there too since he left the same time those guys did. But this was a really good group. I mean, I know you had a conversation. I don't know if you ever published it. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't, <laughs> with Landon Young and Drake Jackson. And those guys, at the time when they signed or committed to Kentucky – they were still taking a chance on the program. They had other options. They could have gone to some of the power powerhouse programs, and they chose to go to Kentucky. And they've, they've certainly left a tradition, especially at their position in particular, along the offensive line. They've kind of built an identity that happened because of their contributions. You know, they helped us. Some guys before them, I think, laid some of the groundwork. But, you know, a guy like Drake and Lyndon, they really took it to the next level, I think. And that's something that those kids can be proud about, no matter how this year ended. Um, they were – monumental, I think, over the last few years in helping Kentucky football reach the level that it did. So that's kind of my thoughts on those guys. I know from Saturday night, they'll want to get out there. They'll want to win one more time in Kroger Field. But they've been through a lot in their career, and I think they deserve a a shout-out. And certainly Mark was very appreciative of everything that the senior class has done. Most most disappointing thing in my career working as media is not – getting that story out and not finding a spot to where I could get it out because it was a very good interview. And I honestly, when this thing's over with, I might just go back and just play it and put it up on something and just kind of let it play because it was a very good conversation. Drake Jackson's actually eating chicken wings at, I think, 930 in the morning on his deck. And there's me and him and Landon just having a conversation. We talked a lot about John Schlarman. We talked a lot about... Uh, like you said, that they took a chance on the program, Derek. But I just could not find a time to put the story out because, honestly, we were kind of in limbo with even knowing if the college football season was going to be played. Uh, so I never even got to the point. It was just such a big story, a lot of editing and stuff, that I could not find the time to throw it out there. And then, literally, I was afraid four hours later of the season when the plug would be pulled on it. So didn't get the story out there. That's all, That's my fault. Uh, but I might try to piece. I might try to pull some stuff from it and write something going into senior day and stuff, maybe if I can find, maybe take some quotes out of it and uh, change the direction of exactly what I was going to go with it. But 
those are two guys that they gave a lot to the program. There's a lot of guys in this class that did, and you know certainly the program's better for you know having them be a part of it. So uh, we'll just see what happens. I know they'd like to end their career at Kroger Field with the win Saturday night, uh, 7.30. That's another game that Tom Hart and crew will be doing. That's kind of crazy how many games that they've called of Kentucky's this year, uh, given <sighs> Kentucky's not kind of been in the spotlight in the SEC, but it seems yeah. like they've got the best crew every single time. Sean, are you ready for this football season to end? That's what I can never really kind of figure out. I mean, it's always kind of a sad day whenever the season ends. I think about that for baseball. I'm always really sad whenever the – uh, MLB baseball season ends, but this season, the way it's gone, it just kind of makes me think that, um, uh, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you this, this year more than other years, it feels like it might be time. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Come to an end. I made the comment after Florida and I made the comment while I was traveling Saturday after, uh, or sorry, after Alabama. And then I made the comment Saturday when I was traveling after Florida that I'm honestly ready for it to end. That's why I can't criticize them if they decide not to play in a bowl game. Because why? Mm-hmm. how can I come out and say I'm ready for it to be over but then criticize them for not playing an extra game and extending this thing a month? So, yeah, I am ready for it to be over. And the reason I'm ready for it to be over is because it, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right being at the games. The crowd wasn't there. Uh, I've not really watched a ton of football this year just because we're, when we're, we never really get to watch a ton, but it was different this year too because typically we would you know kind of congregate around those tables there yeah. and eat dinner and stuff and watch some of the other games in the 3.30 slot, 6 o'clock. We didn't get to do that this year because we didn't have the tables and nobody was allowed to kind of be around one another very much. So I've not got to watch a lot of football. I haven't watched much NFL either. Uh, watched more college basketball in the last week than I've watched college football the entire year. Uh, so, yeah, it. I'm ready for it to be over with because I, I miss it being normal, if that makes sense. And I hope next year it's – I would be surprised if it's not closer. I don't know that it's going to be, you know, how how we're used to it. I'm not ready to say that for the 2021 season, but I hope that it's more, you know, I hope that they can have a full 12-game schedule and you can pretty much expect that it's going to happen and you can get more than 25% of the fans in there. That's my hope, that this was a one-year thing and I'm sure there will be so many documentaries and stories written about the 2020 pandemic football season, but I hope that's the only season that gets written about that way. But that's about all I have today, Sean. I think um, in terms of football, I mean, you would think once the season's over, you would pretty much flip right to basketball. But I think given how this year played out um, and maybe some potential coaching changes, I think I think football's going to stick around a little yeah. bit. And you got signing day coming too. So. Yeah, that, that'll we'll be a big – We'll still be talking football. Yeah, that'll be a big episode for us. We'll be signing day. Maybe we can get some of these guys on that are going to be signing and things like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely, if you are if you listen to this podcast for the football talk, and I know there are some of you that do. I know there's some of you that listen just for basketball. Some listen for both. Uh, we will definitely – it's not like we're going to kick football to the curb. We uh, We talk about it. I'm sure, Derek, even when it gets into baseball season, we might even have some baseball stuff on here and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably even talk some Craig Skinner Kentucky volleyball because I know that's something that me and you've had conversations about a couple of weeks ago, how good that team is. Uh, so we'll cover whatever's going on. Uh, hopefully for you fans that have went through a crazy season, maybe Kentucky will get you another win Saturday night at Kroger Field. I'm sure we'll make all those picks this week. I was surprised that Kentucky opened up as big of a favorite uh, in this game considering – you know, how it's typically been played, and then the fact that it's Kentucky hasn't really been very good this year, Derek, especially offensively. It's kind of hard to see Kentucky win a game by double double figures, especially when they can barely get out of single digits. Well, 
I was telling you yesterday that Kevin Harris, the running back for South Carolina, I have a friend, Colin Taylor, who covers uh, South Carolina, and he was telling me that he's going for some kind of rushing record this weekend. And I told him that Chris Rodriguez is going to be back after not playing for two weeks. So it's going to be cold, but at the same time, it might be a very quick uh, game with just both teams running the football a lot, using that clock. So either way, uh, we'll be in the press. We'll, maybe we'll talk. Yeah, come Friday from Elbag, we'll talk more about this series. And of course, it's one of the series that like Kentucky, especially under Stoops, has, has done very well in. It is. And he even said today it'll be odd not seeing uh, Will Muschamp on the sideline over there. So it certainly will be. And uh, we'll see exactly what South Carolina decides to do with that hire. That'll be a story that we'll follow, too, because we've talked about that. We talked about it all season, Derek, that South Carolina job, that, you know, if this is the year that Will Muschamp, you know, got fired, who would fill that spot? Because that certainly impacts Kentucky whoever decides mm-hmm. to take that job. So we'll uh, we'll definitely talk about that as well. But I want to give one more shout-out today to the Butcher's Pub with uh, two locations in Williamsburg, Kentucky, and Pineville, Kentucky. We'll be back uh, plugging their advertisements and everything from their business once they're able to resume in-person dining and carry-out services. So they're closed right now, I think, to December 13th. I think they're planning to open again December 14th. So as soon as they do, we'll start plugging those ads again. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. 